0: Hey, homemakers, welcome back to another episode of the Happy as a Homemaker podcast. I'm Chandler, your host. Today, we are talking a little bit about postpartum depression. We're getting very practical, and I'm giving five ways that I personally am am working to prevent it. As most of you know, I am very pregnant right now. I'm 36 weeks, due in four or five weeks-ish, so this, this topic is very much on the forefront of my mind. As I have talked about in the past, <clears throat> um, I didn't have the best experience postpartum with my first baby, um, and I know that a lot of the times, I have talked about this before, I have an episode um, called peaceful postpartum planning. And I talk about this a little bit, but I know that some women depression just comes out of nowhere. And, um, that was really not my experience upon reflecting. And even when I was going through it, I knew that there were things I could have done to have a different experience. And um, I actually, I wasn't going to mention this, but I got um, a comment the other day, um, a very well-meaning woman was just concerned that I was kind of blaming moms and women for these more like seemingly societal issues, lack of community, all of these things. And I do understand that oh my goodness sorry everyone my cat just came in here and go on buddy okay that's a side note i actually don't i don't edit these podcasts so everything everything that happens is real time if you hear me take a pause it's probably because i'm out of breath and i need to take a breather anyway um I don't mean to put out episodes like this to blame anyone or say if you got postpartum depression it was totally your fault no okay um I am totally um very I think that um personal accountability is very important I think it's um something that our society is kind of missing today is that personal accountability um But I also know many women who have never, ever, ever dealt with depression in their life and got postpartum depression very severely um, after having a child. Or they've had three children and everything was great. And then for some reason, after the fourth child, they had horrible postpartum depression. And and they have no idea why nothing changed. Um, I know that there's a lot more to it than these five things. I know it's not just like, Oh, just go take a walk. You know, I've, I've actually dealt with depression, um, many times in my life, probably since I was 15. Um, I, I do think there is a genetic disposition, but I don't think that we should dwell in that. I think that, um, even though these things are true, and like I've like I've talked about before, just because you're genetically predisposed to something, it was a prior school of thought, and hopefully, um, as a society, we're getting rid of it. That that means there's nothing you can do, right? Um, we see this amongst the obese community. Um, a lot of people are told. Well, it's, um, it's in your genetics and, and that almost gives us this helpless feeling, right? Um, and I feel like for a long time, I kind of just dwelled in the fact that, oh, well, d- depression runs in my family and I've been dealing with it since I was this young and I'm just predisposed to it. There's not a whole lot I can do, blah, blah, blah. And, um, I just, I never feel like, um, this like victim mindset is, is helpful. So, um, you know, I might do all these things, you might do all these things and you might still get depressed. You might still need, um, medication or extra support. And, um, that is okay. I think the important thing is that we are doing what we can um, in, in light of all of that. So that's kind of my mindset on going into this postpartum time, um, that I'm about to enter. And I know that it will be different, um, some ways better, some ways worse, because this is my second child. I have a toddler and I'm going to have a newborn. Um, but anyway, um, this is this is my personal game plan. These are five simple things. I know a lot of you really like um, like the more practical episodes, and I feel like this is a really practical one because these are five things that you can do. Um, and even if you've already had your baby, um, even if you are depressed, of course, this is not medical advice, and you know I totally think you should seek medical help um, if you feel like you are dealing with some form of depression, any form of depression. Um, but yeah. Okay. Let's go ahead and hop into the tips. So the first thing, and this is, I think this is the biggest one for me is getting ready every day. Now I do not mean getting ready to go to a cocktail party. (laughs) You know, I think that these, Basically I I am building and I'm almost done. I know I've talked a lot about sharing with you all my postpartum wardrobe, but actually what ended up happening is I bought several items and then I realized they weren't nursing friendly. I haven't nursed in 3 or 4 months and I just kind of forgot that that's a thing and that you, you know, some of the shirts and dresses were just it just wouldn't work. And so unfortunately, I've had to kind of revisit my postpartum postpartum wardrobe and go back and make sure everything is nursing friendly. Um but yeah, I'm building a small postpartum wardrobe, planning out 3 to 5 actual outfits I can wear during this time of nursing, um kind of wanting to be a little bit more comfortable, you know, um <clears throat> going into it if the, if this is your first child or whatever, maybe you don't know if you're going to bounce back or not, Um, I would err on the side of not bouncing back. I, my last baby, I was like, oh, I'll just wear my old clothes, my pre-pregnancy clothes. And um, I really, I didn't gain a ton of weight. um, And so I just assumed, but even if, even if you don't gain a lot of weight, um, you might just not want those, those skinny jeans, you know, or, or those, um, crop tops like, or, or whatever, you might not want your old clothes, um, go for things that are a little bit more modest, a little bit more comfortable, maybe size up a little bit, um, just depending and, um, yeah, just kind of maybe assume that you're not going to bounce back. Um, and I, I do not encourage anyone to spend a ton of money here. You know, a lot of my stuff is thrifted or from Amazon. So, um, and Old Navy. But yeah, I do plan on sharing, um, those outfits with you all. And then on top of that, also having a quick makeup look, a quick hair, a few hairstyles that you have. Like I've been doing the like double Dutch braids a lot. Um or like just putting my hair up in a claw clip, stuff like that. You know, this is, to me, this is like the number one way to fight against being that like hot mess mom, hot mess wife that um, we all talk about on here. Um, If I can make a physical effort to look put together, it usually always affects the rest of my life as well in a very positive way. So obviously I know looks aren't everything and blah 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 but to me just having being that physical representation of having my life together it always transfers into my day um and and how I go about my day and kind of my mindset so anyway number two is very simple and a lot of you might think it doesn't make a difference but I promise you it does sunshine /outdoor time every day. Um there was a really dark period in my life several several years ago and I was so depressed um and th- I just remember either reading or just feeling like okay, I I can't think of doing anything good for myself. That that is how low that I feel, but I am going to go sit outside in the sun every day for a few minutes and that was my one habit and i do feel like it tremendously made a difference getting some sunshine on your skin it um it's it scientifically affects your mood Um, we are built to see sunlight during the day. It affects your circadian rhythm, which affects your sleep, which affects everything. Um, I know it it seems small and especially when you are very depressed, you often have this mindset of what's the point. Um, but if you can just get outside for a few minutes every day, even um, yesterday, my daughter and I had a really hard morning. She's not feeling well, and I'm just feeling really pregnant and all these things, and we went outside for a couple hours in the afternoon, and when we came in to make dinner, I just was like, wow, I feel like a different person. She was in a completely different mood, a better mood. we and I always notice that with both of us, um, is when we spend at least 30 minutes outside, sometimes it's 30 minutes, sometimes it's a couple hours. We just, we're different people. <laughs> um, totally. So I highly recommend just having a little habit of getting outside, sitting in the sunshine. You don't have to go for a walk. You don't have to work out or anything like that. Just go sit outside and it's good for your baby too. Um, anyway. Okay social time this one is huge and i think this is a big contributor to me last time because i had my baby during the pandemic the thick of the pandemic but i also i also didn't um work to have much of a community Um, we didn't, we weren't members of a church at that time. You know, I, I wasn't doing a whole lot. I think there's more that I could have done to have more support. Um, depression and isolation go hand in hand for me. It's like, um, like I said before, I know some people, um, depression comes out of nowhere, but for me, it's like, it's like all these little things build up and then all of a sudden things are horrible. And um, I I often notice that um, isolation plays a huge part. And I think that's a big reason why postpartum depression is so prevalent because we are such a, our society in the United States, we, we don't see the importance in that. We see the importance in self-sufficiency, in doing things ourselves on, on our own terms, in our own way you know, and, um, that can be a really great thing. I think that's, you know, an amazing blessing that we have in the United States, but also we, we weren't built to have birth this baby and be alone with it all day, every day. And, um, when you really think about it, that, that can be a recipe for disaster. And that's what happened with me, with the exception of my husband, um but at the time he was working a ton like 12 hour shifts and so I would go all day without seeing anyone hardly talking to anyone and looking back it's like of course I was depressed of course you know it, it wasn't my baby I love I love her and I loved her um but that's just no way to live that's no way to do life is just by yourself um so for me The standard I'm setting is to, for that first month or so, seeing another human every day. And this is not my husband and not my children. (laughs) This is a friend, having a friend stop by, having my mother-in-law stop by. I have, um, my in-laws all live very close to us. We are very blessed. I would love to see one of them each day. Um, I might make an exception for a phone call. Um, and then I have, we've, my husband and I have joined a church and we have a few friends there. Um, yeah, be, be bold about this. Okay. Call or text your friends. Even if it's someone that you're not super buddy, buddy with, um, if they say, if if they send you a congratulations text or whatever, say, thank you. I'd love to see you. Can we plan something? Would you like to come over? Um you know, or if people offer, then take them up on that. Um, that's something that I really didn't do. People would be like, do you need anything? I'd be like, no, I'm fine. I'm great. You know? And, and, um, And that's fine if you really don't need anything, but say, no, but I'd love to see you. Maybe you could bring us some coffee or something or, or bring us lunch and we, and we could get together or maybe we could go to the park or something, you know, be very proactive about this, even if you think you don't need it. Because like I said, for me, depression always really creeps up. Um, It's a creep. And so be doing these proactive things, even when you think you're fine is really going to help. Um, and I know that not everyone is as blessed in having family close by and all of that, but you can join a church, you can FaceTime people, you can call people. Um, uh, like I said, please just try and not have that victim mindset. Try and, and do what you can. Okay. Um, number four is sleep whenever given the option. This one's so hard and I don't even know how it's gonna play out because last time it was like, you know, the whole sleep when the baby sleeps was a lot more um like tangible because when the baby was sleeping, that that was it. I, I could sleep, but now I'm like, okay, well what if the baby's sleeping but the toddler's not sleeping? Then what do I do? Um, <laughs> you know this whole two kid thing. It's going to be very interesting. Um, but that's why I put whenever given the option. So my daughter, as of right now, she still does nap for a couple hours a day. So, and she also sleeps in until like seven or eight, knock on wood. So this is not the time I'm telling myself this and you to get up at 5am and do all these crazy things. It's just not. okay. sleep. A lot of people can handle sleep deprivation. Well, I am not one of those people. I, I lose my mind. I truly do. I'm a different person. I, everything is just wonky. Um, and you have to know that about yourself. And even if you are like, no, I'm fine. I can handle being sleep deprived, you know, um, I still think you should prioritize sleep because there's just so much, there's so much research on being sleep deprived, how it affects your mental health, how it affects your overall health, um, the way you react to things. It's just, you know, like I always have said on this podcast, like, look at, look at your children. When my daughter is overtired, she is a different person. She truly is. And, um, and it's just always so evident, like, oh, you really need to go to sleep. Um, so yeah, that, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to really try to sleep whenever given the the option. Um, and then number five is to be in the word every day. Um, I think this is, this is one of our most important fights against depression because depression and darkness are so closely associated. Um, to me, it, it is like this slow creep into a very, dark place over time and um we can't let ourselves go there we have to actively fight against it um and the way to do that is to feed ourselves um focus on good things focus on what is lovely being in the word every day um even if it's you know a few minutes i'm doing um, a one year chronological bible Reading. So those take me, I mean, it's like a few chapters every day. It takes me 10, 15 minutes. Um, And if there's nothing else that I do every day, I can do that, right? So um, for you, it might be different, but just getting in the word every day, maybe you could even listen to the word, um, like a sermon or listening to the Bible, um, like on audio something like that. I just I think that's a really proactive way to um stay stay light, stay in the light and um focus on what is lovely and stay away from the darkness. So anyway, those are my five things. If you have anything to add to this list, let me know. If you have any tips or something that you think would really help myself or other listeners, let me know. Um, I hope you all are doing well. I hope you all are having a wonderful week. I will talk to you soon.